Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Suze Chadwick. Suze is a business coach and brand consultant taking your brand from basic biscuits to amazing gotta have goodness. As the founder of the Connection Exchange, a community for savvy and bold women in business, Suze is a bold brand builder, video and podcast maven, and speaker. Partnering with both large and small businesses, she finds the wow factor in what they do through amplifying their brand strategy. Suzanne supports them to build brands with clear and powerful messages that connects with their audience and helps her clients stand out and make their business the exception rather than the rule. So I'm super excited to have Suze here to chat today all about the ins and outs of what's working with her podcast. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Suze. Welcome to the show. I am super excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Hello. It's so awesome to be here. So yeah, so my name is Suze Chadwick and I'm a business brand and speaker coach based in Melbourne, Australia. I run a business called The Connection Exchange and it's mainly for women in business. We run breakfasts and dinners and events and those sorts of things. And when I started my business, I just found it really hard to find the right community, I guess, for myself. I went to lots of networking events. I used to joke around and call myself the Goldilocks of networking. Um, you know, I just couldn't find one that was exactly what I was looking for. So I created my own. Uh, and so whilst I do online courses and business coaching and corporate training. I also do networking events for women so that I've got a community around me and they've got a community around them as well. That's awesome. And then I've, I've also got the Brand Builders Love podcast, which is obviously what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes, yes. I love, I love talking to people that have like a business and then, you know, their podcast kind of supports their business in some way, shape or form. So it's always interesting to hear like, the actual business side of things and then kind of dive into more about the podcast and what that all entails. Yeah, for sure. And I do love my podcast. I have to be honest. I didn't know I was going to love it, but it is, I think probably one of the best things I've done in and for my business. So yeah, it's been amazing. I feel the same way. I did not expect to love it either. I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be cool. Like, because I started off blogging, which I've mentioned a few times before on the podcast. And I, I, I love blogging, but I don't know, there's something more like genuine about podcasting because you're not sitting there trying to appease Google and you know SEO and stuff like that. You can be more um, real and raw and use slang, which you can't really do a written form because that doesn't really help with SEO. So yeah. I, that's the kind of thing I love about podcasting. It's like you can do a more casual kind of BFF style and that's kind of how I format my show. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think I am not a writer, although I try not to say that because I can write, but it's not something I enjoy. Whereas I'm a speaker. So I speak at a lot of events. Uh, and so speaking is just a lot easier for me. I feel like I think more on my feet. So podcasting really, I guess, uh, plays to my strength. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. A speaker doing podcast that is just, yeah, 
totally makes more sense than like writing a blog or something. When did you start your podcast and you know, how long have you been podcasting for? We kind of already talked about why you started your podcast, but how long have you been doing this for? Yeah. So, well, the reason that I actually started my podcast is I used to be a bit of a video girl. uh, And then we went through a big renovation in 2018. And so I was thinking, I'm going to be like living practically on a building site. So video is not going to be an option. But I like to send out fresh content every week to my subscribers. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I'll give podcasting a go. Now, I did not really tell anybody. I didn't announce it. I didn't launch it. I just kind of thought I will, I hired somebody to actually just set up, you know, all of my hosting and, um, and get everything ready with Apple and the other distributors. And I just recorded three episodes and I thought, I'll just see how it goes. And I'll see if I enjoy it for one before I start sharing it everywhere. Uh, and so I started that in November, 2017. And I started doing episodes every fortnight or so. I wasn't, I was like kind of committed, but not if I'm completely honest. And then I was listening to Amy Porterfield and she said that the minute she started doing weekly shows, Mm -hmm. she saw a massive shift in her business. And so, and I'm a massive fan girl of Amy's. And so I, (laughs) is everybody, is it just me? No, it's not just you. Everyone loves Amy. <laughs> I know, I know. So that was something that I took from her when it came to podcasting. And so from going to, oh, I'll give it a, you know, just dabble in it and I'll do it whenever I get a chance, I started consistently posting, I think it was probably a couple of months after. So let's say March 2018 or something, I started doing weekly shows and started to batch. Uh, and yeah, it's it's been great. So I think we're up to about episode 74. 573 okay. okay yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah um i i actually started similarly but i i was i batched in advance because i heard that was a good thing to do and that ended up being super nice because then i didn't have to worry about like missing any weeks i think this is like the one thing in business that i've been extremely consistent with since i started and i've only ever skipped like a two to three week period intentionally because it was like Christmas and I knew the downloads weren't going to be great anyway because everyone was like out enjoying their holiday. So that's like the only time that I've ever skipped a week or more and that was just intentional. And I'm actually, since I'm relaunching this, um, obviously it's relaunched when you guys will be listening to this right now, but um, I'm going to take a two week period off so I can kind of get these episodes already as well. So that those will, those are the only two intentional breaks that um, I have taken and, you know, it's been, I started in, um, January of 2018. So it's been about a year and a half now, um, a little over a year and a half actually. And I've only skipped like maybe a month total of episodes in that time. And it was all intentional. It wasn't like, Oh, I ran out of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I'm the same. Like I, I've given my, I do everything in Asana. So we've got all of our episodes oh, yeah. scheduled with my VA oh, uh, and so yeah so we've blocked out that we'll, our last episode will be I don't know the week before Christmas and then it'll be three weeks into January or something like that yeah, so exactly. a lot I think, of do it. it's not it's not something that's like yeah unheard of so it makes total sense and it's just you know people aren't going to be listening as much so why put out the content when you can save it for when people are in that new year's resolution mode where they're like oh gotta listen to all the podcasts and consume all the content <laughs> you know yeah 
So yeah. what is your, like your podcast format? Do you do solo interview or a mix of the two typically and with that? Yeah. I do a mix of the two. So like I said, because I'm a speaker, it was interesting. I kind of listened to a few of the gurus that I follow at the beginning. Um, and I don't know if you know Darren Rouse, he's pro blogger. Yeah. And he, yeah, and I was watching a Facebook live with him once and he just said, one of the great things about podcasting is that it can really position you well as a speaker because it allows people to really get to know you know, you, your style, the kind of things that you talk about and share. And so I have gone with a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews. And I kind of like the mix because when you're in an interview, it's not as much work, but I kind of feel it's not as much work because you're speaking to somebody else, which is a lot easier. Uh, and then, but then I feel like the solo episodes also position me as an expert in my field. And it's really great from a personal branding perspective. So I, yeah, I don't have a formula for doing like one solo, one interview. I just see who I've got coming up and then I mix it up a bit and I'll put a solo episode in there, you know, every second or third episode as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I am the same way. Um, I will definitely have some, I before I had solo guests and that's gonna be the same format um, with this new format. And I think it's just, it gives you some variety and allows you to mix things up. Um, and I'm the same way. I think, I think interviews are a lot easier because you really, all you have to do is get the questions. And with this show now, the questions are pretty much the same every single time. So that's super easy for me. <laughs> Um, before I had different questions because I would interview someone about something different every week. So I'd have to come up with questions, which isn't that much work, but it was more than this now. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of gives your audience like a different perspective and stuff, but still allows you to lead the conversation and show up that way. Um, and you know, get more expertise with interviewing and, you know, being a leader in that sense. And then when you do your solo ones, then you get kind of the expertise of being able to share what um you have to say in your own way and getting more like speaking experience per se so yeah absolutely and i also think like when i speak to say a guest and we're talking about whatever their area of expertise is then i normally i'll have you know how did you start your business and i'll sort of say you know how did you get here and any background and then i'll ask them to actually give me what the topic's gonna be yes. uh, i normally ask the question what is the biggest issue that you have right now or you see right now with your customers or clients when it comes to whatever they talk about. And then they normally give like five tips or something. And so they send that to me and then I just say to them, you know, I'll ask additional questions as we go so that it's more of a conversation. But I think that that's worked really well too, is kind of letting them guide the conversation based on their knowledge of what people want to know about their topic. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm the same or I was the same way. Now everything's kind of the same, but if something comes up, I'll throw it in there. Um, but I think it just makes it more conversational versus like someone straight up getting interviewed because that can be pretty boring. Yeah. I'm excited. And yeah. I, like, I like to give my opinion too. Like, or I say like, oh yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So I'm just like, oh cool. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So when it comes to your podcast, what do you feel like is working best right now? Like this could be anything from like, you know, the way you, how far you schedule out in advance or batching or anything like that. Just one, one or two things that you just feel like is working really well. So I have to be honest, the thing that I love the most right now is 
the amount of shares I get on Insta stories. Uh-huh. So I know we're going to talk about, you know, how I find listeners and things like that, but this has been like, it's where I get majority of my listeners. It's where I get the most engagement. I get a lot of DMs responding to the podcast episode. So my audience knows that it unofficially drops on a Thursday. Well, it officially drops on a Thursday and unofficially drops on a Wednesday night. So my hardcore listeners are like there on Wednesday night listening. <laughs> but I, you know, cause I'm normally like, well, it'll go live on Thursday. We give ourselves a bit of a buffer and it goes live on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, I find it hilarious sometimes when I am on Instagram on a Wednesday night and they're, they're already sharing it. They're already, they've already listened. I'm like, it's officially supposed to be out tomorrow. But anyway, so that has been, I feel like, a real game changer. That's where I'm getting a lot of new uh, listeners because my community are recommending the podcast to them. They're sharing their aha moments, what they got out of it. Um, and I just love it. It's amazing. I, I can't tell you how happy it makes me. So that's working really well right now um, is the sharing. It's pretty, like, we dropped an episode, uh, what's today? Uh, so last week mm-hmm. and on the day that it dropped, there would have been, like, over 100 shares on Instagram stories. Taking oh, wow. Us- that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like myself and my guest. So she, I mean, I think it was really clever. She actually emailed out to her subscriber list. I emailed out to my subscriber list. Um, so we both obviously had, you know, targeted community that we were sharing it with, plus we shared it on our socials yeah. and it just went off. Like it was crazy. I actually stopped sharing because I felt like it was a bit, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I, could, I, I, I don't want to share, you know, 300 times the exact same episode mm-hmm. because people were tagging us, but it was pretty awesome. It means that obviously their audience was seeing it too. Yeah, that is great. I mean, for me, whenever I have someone on the show, it's not obviously not a requirement to be on the show that they have to share, but it's always appreciated, especially, you know, now when I'm interviewing only podcasters, they yeah. pretty much know like yeah. how you get new listeners. So they're more inclined to share. But when I had my previous format, only some people would share, some wouldn't. And like I said, I wasn't required, but it kind of always like felt annoying when someone wouldn't share because you're just like, well, like. I kind of helped you now kind of help me, you know, um, get it, share it with your audience. Don't you want your audience to know what goodness you have to say, you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of those things sharing. It really means a lot. So for you guys out there that are just starting your podcast, um, know how important sharing other people's stuff is. Like I always get super excited when people share my stuff or they share, I have another show too, um, with a friend that we do together. So whenever they share stuff from our joint show, like everything, we, we get super excited about it. So just know that sharing really is caring, you know, that silly thing. It really <laughs> helps because um, iTunes, or I guess Apple Podcasts now, doesn't really make it easy to find shows that aren't in like the top 200 best of kind of thing. So sharing is really how you can help your favorite podcasters get more listens to their show because Social media is great too, but you know, obviously, you know, you can share your social media, email, whatever you want to do, but it just really helps get more traction. Cause like I said, iTunes or whatever doesn't really spotlight the newer or less like frequently downloaded shows. So it's definitely a good way to support your favorite podcaster. And then when you guys start podcasting or if you're just starting right now, 
you know how key it is because you'll be able to feel like get that from people and you'll feel excited when people are starting to share your stuff on social media or whatever. So, yeah. And I think the other thing with that is that, uh, I've, I've closed, uh, applications for guests for my podcast at the moment, just because mm-hmm. I'm good, but I do have a form that's on my website, uh, that's under the podcast that basically, ask a whole lot of questions to somebody who's applying to be a guest. And one of those questions is, you know, uh, you know, what's your Instagram handle? Um, are you willing to share this? Where would you share this? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I actually asked those questions. So I wouldn't, unless it was, you know, somebody that was had a book or somebody who I really wanted to have on. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a requirement for being a guest on the podcast is that you'll share it. So things like either sending it to your subscribers or sharing it as a post on your Insta or Facebook, things like that. And also before it goes, like the day before it goes live, we send our guests the link as well as all of the images yeah. so that it's on brand and they can yeah. share it they want to as well and there's consistency yeah no I totally agree I mean like I said I don't require it but like what I do is I tag people on stories that were guests so it's so easy for them to just literally add that to their story it's like I literally make it as easy as possible like they don't even need to use the images that I sent them because I'm already tagging them on social and they can just share that and most people end up doing that because it's super simple which is really really appreciated um, especially like those people that have like a way bigger Instagram following than me (laughs) (laughs) on those days. I'm like, Ooh, look, look at my download numbers. They're spiking more than usual. And (laughs) I know, I know with like podcast hosts, it's kind of hard to tell where people really came from. Like, you know, if it came from Apple podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever, but you don't know where they found you prior to that. You're just like, okay. Probably didn't actually discover me on a platform. They probably came from elsewhere, but you don't, you kind of get lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, if you can get as many shares as possible and, you know, it's also leaving reviews and things like that. Like I always ask my listeners to leave a review because I know that that obviously helps other people find me as well. So I think it's just knowing, you know, or having that checklist so that you're doing all of those things as standard every week or however often you're, you know, putting your podcast out there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you know, if you're not putting in effort to share your guest episodes on Instagram or stories or whatever, or to your email list, then, you know, why would your guests do it? So you need to put an effort too, for sure. Like to make it as easy as possible for your guests to share it because the more you share, the more other people are going to share it too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now kind of let's go to the other side of things. So what is a failure that you've had with your podcast? If any, it doesn't even have to be a big thing, just something like you wish you would have done better or something. And then what did you learn from it? Yeah, this is, I was actually thinking about this and I'm probably not going to be super helpful with it. I don't really feel like I've had a failure. I think what I wish I'd done maybe sooner was being consistent, but also, you know, doing the whole reviews and shares and that. Like I feel like I probably really started getting into that maybe you know seven months or so after launching so I would just do my podcast put it out there you know fingers crossed (laughs) I I didn't really have a consistent workflow when it came to how I was sharing it making sure I was asking for reviews making sure I was asking for shares getting people to tag me and my guests 
um, all of those sorts of things as well. And also just even resharing after the podcast has gone live and, you know, even after other shows have gone live. And that's something that I'm thinking about at the moment is how can I do a bit of a compilation um, of, you know, all of the podcasts or some of the main podcasts that I've had maybe my most listened to so yeah. that I'm re-putting that out there as well because I feel like it's the whole thing. It's kind of going back to the blogging days where it's like, you know, they always said, well, you write a blog, you put it out there and then you just continue to write blogs but you don't make the most of the ones that you've already right. written. Right. And podcasting is exactly the same. It's kind of like, okay, I've got all of this content. It's really great. People love it. They're sharing it. Um, they're getting a lot out of it. And I've got people who come to me and say, I've basically just binged you all weekend and have been listening to, you know, as many podcasts of yours as possible, which is amazing. But it's like, okay, well, how can I maybe take, you know, a snippet and be resharing it from a podcast interview that I did three months ago? Right. So I think that for me, I wish that I had probably uh, been a bit smarter with that, you know, sooner. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm the same way, like, you know, with your blog, like you said, that example, yeah, you put all this, all this content and then, like, you know, people see it and then, you know, it kind of goes away unless you're really heavily utilizing, like, Pinterest or something. Um, but I think, yeah, repurposing the content, maybe doing, like, a best of type of series or, like, maybe, like, even, like, the times when you're going on a vacation or you're, like, taking off for Christmas or something. Maybe you don't have to release new content, but you could release, like, your top five um, or top three or whatever, like, most downloaded episodes, re-release them. So, you know, because not everyone's going to go back and, like, listen to every single episode you have. Not, you know, they, it's, it's hard, especially if you've been doing this for years. You have such a huge archive of content that it's just impossible to go back. Um, I think I've only ever done that for like two podcasts and they were true crime podcasts. They weren't like business <laughs> podcasts. And that's just because I was just like, I'm a true crime junkie. So I wanted to know like all the cases, but if it's not like something people go back and do unless they're like super obsessed with you. So, you know, maybe taking those top three to five and re-releasing them like later, like, Oh, this was actually one of the most popular interviews. And it was actually a year ago. Um, and you know, re-releasing it. A lot of people probably hadn't listened to it because yeah or new listeners yeah they didn't yeah, know like, about it or something yeah new listeners or like you know people who had lists who have been there but they might have missed that episode or you know they you know whatever because a lot can change in a year a lot of people can hop on your podcast listening train in a year so it's just like one of those things a good way to like repurpose your content without having to um worry about it i mean obviously you shouldn't do that all the time but you know, I think it's kind of a fun thing to do a throwback every once in a while. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I would say uh, I wish I'd been maybe a little bit more conscious of is the fact that sometimes I'll go into like iTunes or Apple or whatever, and I will go into podcasts and I'll search a specific topic. Right. So for example, I'll go and search Facebook ads or I'll go and search, you know, niching or whatever it is. Like say I'm just wanting to see what content's out there. So right. I think so just being really conscious of the titles that yeah. you're putting in or having for your podcast and just thinking about, like you were sort of saying earlier about SEO with blogging, yeah. you know, I would still be thinking about, you know, is this a searchable term that I've got in the title of my podcast so that if somebody is specifically, you know, 
listening to or looking for that topic, then my podcast is going to come up and that's a great way that I can be potentially discovered by somebody who knows nothing about me. Exactly. Yeah, that's another good way because like, you know, other than that, it's difficult to get discovered on Apple Podcasts or any of those other things. So making sure you have relevant keywords in your titles and stuff and you don't just have random titles, um, that's really good too. Because I know some people put like random stuff and it doesn't really do that well. Um, but definitely just, you know, don't keyword stuff. Don't make it to the point where it's yeah. not, you're not able to realize, like read the actual title because it's just full of keywords. But just making sure that it does have keywords. Like you said, Facebook ads or something. I know I recently did an episode um, with someone that was about Facebook ads on a budget. And I think that's really good because people are probably looking for Facebook ads or, you know, they're looking for how to get more engagement on Instagram or something like that. Um, so making those keyword rich instead of like fluffy, um, titles yeah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah. Cool. So we kind of already talked about this one a little bit, um, where you're getting your listeners from, but is there any other place that you feel like other than Instagram stories that your listeners are coming from, or is there like a specific platform that you get a lot of listens from um or something like that yeah so i mean we do the general distribution so you know like like you were saying before like we put it on pinterest we've got it on facebook we put it on our blog etc um but i would say right now the majority of our listeners or the traffic is coming from the things that we're sharing on Instagram as well, because I can sort of see obviously how many click throughs we're getting to the podcast from, uh, say my link in bio, uh, and, and Instagram is killing it at the moment. So that is, you know, it's kind of like Gary Vee says, you've got to be where the attention is. Uh, and so I think it's just making sure that you're using the different channels that you've got available to you because you might still get a, a few listeners from each of those because not everybody's on Instagram. But right now, that's kind of where my listeners are and it's where a lot of my activity um, uh, is coming from. So, you know, we're even looking at, well, how can we use IGTV yeah. and, you know, how are we putting the images or quotes in the feed and then how we're using it for stories so it's really trying if that's where the attention is and that's where we're getting shares and a lot of our audience or click-throughs from then how can we increase that engagement by creating more content right. um, to capture their attention right yeah I think I think that's a good idea and I'm the same way I release it to pretty much everything I put the show notes on my website and then Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, and I feel like the most traction for me is a mix of Pinterest and Instagram, but only on Pinterest if it doesn't look like a podcast episode. Because people. Oh, interesting. What do you mean by that? Like, because you know how, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Pinterest or you're on it. Yeah. Okay. So um, they, you know how it says like episode 70 and then you'll have like two bubbles with the guest in your face or whatever. And I'll say the title. Yeah. I found that those don't get clicked through as much. So I'm a former Pinterest strategist. Now I'm a podcast manager. So I kind of have like that marketing background with social media. And that's what I've noticed. Like those ones don't get clicked through as much. I mean, they still do, but not as much as the ones that look more like a blog. Okay. Good so to know. Yeah. So for example, you would be like, I would have like the Facebook ads on a budget with me and the, the other guests. Face. And then if I just had Facebook ads on a budget, but didn't have any pictures or it didn't say like episode, whatever, 
that one did better um, nine times out of ten. Just because, oh, okay. and then once they get there, they're interested. But it's just you want to get it's, and it's not trying to be shady or sneaky or anything. But once they get there, they're like, "Ooh, this is actually really interesting. Let me listen." Um, but it's just like those ones aren't ones that people click on. Um, they but they end up staying, and that improves like my time on site and things like that um, from Pinterest. Okay, good to know. Yeah, just a tip for you guys. Um, I mean, I definitely still do those episode pins because those are the ones that are actually in the post itself. Um, but I have at least three to five other graphics that don't have like episode whatever on it. And those usually do better, but you know, test it out, see what works for you. That's just from my experience with myself and a couple of my podcast clients that also, um, do like podcast marketing with me. So just wanted to give you guys that tip because, that. um, but yeah, so Pinterest can be really good if it doesn't look like an episode or whatever, but. Cool. So Instagram stories, I think that's a great one. Do you have, do you have a swipe up or do you have to do your link in your bio? I'm curious. No, I've got to do link in bio. I'm not at 10K yet. So, uh, yeah, that would be awesome if I could. But also what I do like is some of my listeners, uh, they, if they're listening on Spotify, then you can share directly from Spotify to your stories. And then if somebody click on that, they would go directly to that podcast episode. So that's a little bit of a workaround yeah. um, is that you can share from Spotify and it will link straight through. That's helpful. Yeah. I actually wasn't on Spotify for the longest time because it used to be, I think it used to be application based. Yeah. Now everyone can be on it. And I did, I missed the memo for when it can be <laughs> yeah. application based to like free for all basically. And then like, I think like six months ago I got on Spotify too. And my downloads really increased from Spotify, which was interesting. I didn't realize a lot of people were listening to podcasts on Spotify because, you know, that's mostly a music thing for me personally. And I listen to Apple podcasts with podcasts. Um, so I thought that was interesting that my downloads like really increased because I added myself to Spotify. Um, yeah, I think I accidentally stumbled across a podcast on Spotify once and I was like, oh, am I on Spotify? <laughs> I got my yeah. to check yeah. and just make sure that we had done whatever we needed to do to uh, Yeah, to I, I knew they were on there. I just thought it was still application only. And then I did some research. And I'm like, oh, wait, actually, it's not. So then I applied and like, I mean, I didn't apply. I just signed up and I was there immediately and it helps. So yeah. I think it's nice to diversify. I think a lot of people make that mistake when they're first starting too. They only appeal to iTunes and they don't apply to any of the other platforms, which you, you basically accept it if you apply as long. Like if you're accepted by iTunes, you pretty much get accepted by everyone else basically. Because yeah. iTunes is like the most strict, I feel, or Apple Podcasts, sorry, I keep saying their old name. Um, they're the most strict, um, but yeah, it's just, you, you apply and then you get on them. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. They just don't go for Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify. They're just all about Apple podcasts and it's good to diversify because not everyone has an iPhone, um, or a Mac or, you know, you know, an iPad even, you know, so just make sure. And why wouldn't you anyway? Like, it's just like, it's free to do it. If you can reach more people, I just think it's a no brainer to. It's it's not like you have to like manually add every episode. Like once you've applied and gotten accepted, it already syndicates your episodes to those. So it's not like you have to go in and like add it every time. So it's not extra work on your part. So yeah. 
<laughs> why not appeal to as many people as possible? Because, you know, even people that have iPhones might like Stitcher better or they might like some other app better. They might listen on Spotify even though they have an Apple, an Apple device. So just get their, your people as many places to listen to as possible. Absolutely. Cool. So when it comes to those listeners, how do you feel like you convert them into clients and customers? Do you have like ad segments or anything like that? Or like, how do you kind of like get them from being a listener to being like a raving fan slash purchasers, you know, client or customer? Yeah. So I mean, we, I do, uh, uh, this is sponsored by, so I haven't had a formal sponsor yet, but I will say that it's sponsored by my freebie. So I've got say two or three main freebies that all lead to one product. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so every episode I either make sure that I'm talking about one of those because obviously I've got new listeners uh, or maybe old listener that hasn't signed up for that particular thing. Uh, And then also just depending on what's happening, like I've got a big event coming up in September, then Mm -hmm. I'm talking about that as well. So uh, which has been great because I know that I've had people who have booked into that event from the podcast. So I try and, you know, find out where people are coming from. Um, but that is something that I try to consistently do as well. So I think the other thing that just not to jump back, but to talk about things that I wish I had done earlier is I didn't do this earlier. So I didn't do this is sponsored by or get my freebie. So I probably missed at least six months of, uh, you know, potential new subscribers or new customers. So I wish I'd done that at the beginning as well. And the other thing is, is that just getting really consistent with my intro and outro and what I want to be known for. And so as a branding consultant, that was just a no brainer for me. Like I can't believe I didn't do that earlier, but I got, from story brand so donald mill's story brand like they've got the exact same intro and outro every time um and so i wrote my own like that uh and then i kind of got the this podcast episode is sponsored by i got that from amy so i kind of you know i listen to uh quite a lot of different um podcast podcasters or podcast shows and i just take bits and pieces that i like um, that I feel make the experience better, but also try and make it a lot more commercial yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, my podcast is not just a piece of content that people are listening to, but it's working for me. It's getting me new subscribers or it's getting me new clients or it's getting me new event attendees. Uh, so I am always conscious of that too. So whilst I want to give great content and information, I am I, I do always think, what is my offer this podcast? Like, and I also, uh, I try not to batch too far ahead. And one of the reasons is that I try and take a look at my marketing plan. So for example, one of my online courses launches in October again. So now I'm sort of like, okay, so every podcast episode for the next six weeks or four weeks or whatever, we need to be driving traffic and talking about that that opens on this date. And if you're looking for this, then that's what it's about. So it's, you know, making sure that the podcast is also aligning with my marketing strategy and my launches for products and services and events in my business. So I think that, you know, I didn't, I didn't do that early on and I'm definitely doing it a lot more in a structured and strategic way now. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. It's something I didn't do either. I mean, I never put like advertisements or anything. And then when I launched my second podcast with my friend, we started doing that. Like we didn't say this episode sponsored by, but we basically said like, you know, ready to do X, Y, Z, then download this reading or whatever. Um, yeah. and, I mean, we made different links too. So we know like if it was someone who came from the podcast or if it was someone who came from social media or something, so we could differentiate where those people were coming from, um, just to be able to track who's actually subscribing and where they're coming from. Um, and I think that was really helpful. And that's something I'm doing with the show too. I mean, I have like three or four different like little segments that I start in the middle. And then the intro and outro will be pretty much the same. And the outro will include like joining my Facebook group, which is basically like a group for podcasters. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of going to be what I'm doing from here on out. And I'm, you know, I'm, I feel silly for not doing that sooner. <laughs> <laughs> we live and learn, don't we? And I just think that once you start getting really comfortable and finding your stride right. with your podcast, I mean, if anybody's listening and they are thinking about starting or they're just starting out, then those are definitely things that, you know, it's almost like learn from our mistakes or learn from our missed opportunities and do it as quickly as possible because I think that, that it does make a big difference. Totally, yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you can definitely no. change it. Like you can definitely add a new segment or like re-record or something. Um, with my other podcast, we're actually, we've been doing it for six months now, podcasting. We decided like, okay, we're going to re-record or add segments this week. So that's what we're going to do. Um, just because yeah. our audio quality has improved and you know we've gotten more confident talking together because it's a joint show and we also have guests too so it's like a two to three person show every single time um so it's a little different than this one where it's just like kind of me talking to one person or me talking by myself um so yeah it's just one of those things like you don't have to have it perfect from the beginning you can always fix it and people will will realize like oh look she's improved her audio or she's improved her speaking skills or whatever that may be so it's kind of cool to look back on i think yeah absolutely Cool. Um, so when it comes to those listeners, how do you kind of keep them want coming back for more? Um, you know, obviously like once someone kind of binges people, someone's content, they usually stick around for the long haul, but is there anything in particular you feel like you do that keeps those people wanting to continue tuning in week after week after week? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. And once again, probably started them more recently rather than early in the day. But uh, I, one of the big things that I talk about is being an action taker. So for example, I don't just want you listening to the content and going, oh, that was, that was like really good episodes. Like I want you to tell me what you did in your business, like from what you learned from one of these episodes. Mm -hmm. So now I have listeners. And so I've said to them, if you take action, I will give you a shout out on the podcast. So I'm trying to obviously create a behavior and a pattern with my audience that they listen and they think about what is it that I'm going to do or change or how am I going to, you know, take this and use this in my business. So I get a lot of messages or shares where it's like, you know, um, the Brand Builders Lab podcast, Action Taker, like hashtag Action Taker. So I get quite a lot of those. So I'll be like, you know, I've done it. And I think I did it on a recent episode as well where I'm sort of like, you know, uh, this person tagged me over the weekend and they were implementing all of the SEO tips that we shared on the podcast last week. So big shout out to that person and, 
you know, if you want to shout out on this podcast as well, and I shout, you know, I say exactly who they are. I say who their Instagram handle is. I say, go and check them out. Uh, you know, and a big thumbs, you know, big thumbs up or a big high five for taking action because that's what we're all about. So I think really looking at how can I get my audience to do something or to be part of it or how can I reward them for uh, either leaving a review. So obviously reading out reviews is a great one as well, which I also do. But um, but I'm also, also like if you share the podcast and I'll reshare it as well. So I think really creating a bit of an ecosystem where people are doing what they're learning, they're sharing what they're learning, they're tagging you, um, any anything like that. They're leaving reviews. I think if you can include your audience as much as possible in your weekly podcast, I think that that creates a lot of engagement as well. So, and they've loved it. Yeah, I agree. I think getting your audience like engaging is really important because, you know, as a podcaster and someone listening, it's hard to make the connection if they're not on social media or they don't join your list or your Facebook group or whatever, because the only way you have to communicate is via reviews and you can't even respond to those. So it's like, unless you get them to take some kind of action by following you or whatever, then you can't really have that rapport with them and you're not able to build that connection. They're just like, kind of sitting there listening, but they're not actually, you know, able to react to you. So kind of giving them that incentive to do that makes it so much easier for them to engage with you. Cause you know, if you don't tell someone to do something, they're not going to do it. You know, if you're not telling people to leave reviews or if you're not saying, Hey, if you leave a review, I'll shout you out. Or Hey, if you take these action steps, I'll shout you out or whatever. People aren't going to take the action steps or they're not going to leave a review. So, you know, they need some kind of incentive to do that because people, you know, they're busy. They don't want to do something unless it's, it has some kind of reward for them in return. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think, you know, you just got to think about like, because I'm an Amy fan girl, it's like if Amy gave me a shout out on the podcast, imagine like, how does that make you feel? Right. Like you kind of like, so you want your audience to feel like that as well, where you want to make them feel special. You want to make them feel heard that even though you've got so many people listening to your podcast or whatever it is, you have noticed them, you saw them, you heard them, you appreciate them for what they did. So I think that, you know, creating that brand experience around your podcast as well, I think is really important. And so they then go and tell other people, like I've had loads of people message me saying, I didn't know about you before, but this person recommended you. And now I've listened to like five of your episodes and I'm a convert. So you want to, you want to reward those. So I'll even give a shout out to the person who recommended me mm-hmm. um, as well as the new listener. So, yeah. so I think if you can create those types of experience, right. I think that that's really special. I do too. I think it's a really good strategy and something that if you guys aren't doing that, you should definitely do that. I think just having a good relationship with your listeners is so important because those people who are going to shout you out, the ones that are like more than just a passive listener are going to be people who are ultimately helping grow your listenership and ultimately your client and customer base too, because, you know, without those people, you wouldn't have gotten those new listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So don't, don't bite the hand that feeds you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Take care of those people, but yeah, cool. Um, so what is your favorite tool that you use in your business and bonus points here? If it is something that kind of helps aid you with your podcast in some way. 
Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to my podcast, I like headliner. Yeah. So um, that is potentially mentioned it before, but that's something that, so when I'm, so I edit my podcast in Camtasia because I'm, like I said, I'm an ex-video girl, so I've used that for years. Uh, but I find that really easy to use. So I just do narration in Camtasia and then do audio levelling, which is great. Um, and that's super easy. And then uh, and then I use headliners. So when I'm editing, I'll try and just get a 10-minute snippet. Yeah. Because because I'll put that on IGTV and the maximum you can do is 10 minutes. And I think that that's almost enough to give like one or two really great tips in your podcast, whatever that, you know, like it's not just a 15 second snippet, Uh, you know, it's, it's enough. And so people then go and listen to the rest of the podcast as well. So so I've been using that a lot more because like I said before, it's, you know, if that's where the attention is, how else can I be using this platform? So I've been trying to do more of those 10-minute IGTVs and then obviously it gets previewed in my feed as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the headliner is really great. I use that with my clients a lot. Um, I'm one of those people that are like, oh, you know, this is what you should do, but, like, I get too busy doing my own stuff sometimes, so I'm not doing that for myself currently. But all my clients have really great headliner graphics and really <laughs> you know, all that stuff. It's like one of those things like practice what you preach, but you don't always do that. Um, I need to I'm a little bit the same. Like I, it's kind of like I'll edit a couple of podcast episodes and I'll just be like, Oh no, like I didn't, I didn't get the snippet. So sometimes I have to go back, which, you know, if you can get into the habit of when it's being edited, get the 10 minute snip that you like. Um, it obviously makes life a lot easier. Right, right. I yeah, I totally agree. It's like one of those things you just need to treat yourself like a client sometimes or a customer. Um, yeah, all the time. I usually just am like, okay, your last, your last, Jenny. <laughs> Everyone else gets priority over you, and then it's like, but you don't have that on your show. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> don't tell me. I know, but yeah, cool. And then lastly, before we kind of like sign off um what is your current favorite podcast that out there it doesn't need to be a business podcast but just any podcast that you just always have to listen to every week so for me it's how i built this by guy raz okay uh it is i just find it fascinating and i really love the way it's funny when you become a podcaster you really listen to podcasts in a different way you're not only listening to the content but you're listening to the intro and you're listening to the transitions and <laughs> like you're listening to how the podcast is put together as well so i love uh how i built this it's got yeah. a lot of amazing entrepreneurs yeah, and yes. just such a great storytelling podcast like I can listen like if an episode's an hour long I don't care like I'll listen uh, because it just yeah and he like asks really great simple questions it's like you know going right back he's like well why did you do that and then what happened and then you know how like how did you come how did that come about and it's just kind of digging a lot deeper into stories that you may not always hear yeah exactly as we like you know we're talking about either Instagram, Airbnb, Cisco, like massive right. brands. Right. And, and I, I think one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of it is a lot of them were like, yeah, so we still had a job for the first four years of our business. And then <laughs> we kind of thought, oh, maybe after it started making, you know, a million or two in revenue, we thought, oh, maybe this has got legs. Like I just find that really funny and interesting yeah. and I love listening to that. 
I agree. Yeah, um, I like to listen to that one too. And I remember we listened to, me and my husband listened to like the Kate Spade episode, like a couple oh, yes. away. It was so sad. I was like, what the heck? That was just really weird about the timing of that. But that one was really interesting. Um, I just, and I think we also listened to like a little lemon one or something. Like there's so many cool stories that they have there. So it's just really cool. If you guys haven't listened to that one and you're interested in hearing about like, all these different huge businesses, how they got their start, definitely listen to that. Because a lot of it, it's like, whoa, that's crazy how humble it began, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Let everyone know where they can find you. So your website, your podcast, um, and your social media channels and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at theconnectionexchange.com. And you can find me on all social channels at Suze Chadwick. So S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. But I do love to hang out in stories the most. <laughs> Obviously, if we couldn't tell from you talking about your stories, yeah, for sure. Instagram stories is where it's at, guys. If you are not using that, get on that. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes for everyone to go check out. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 120. Make sure to join the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. See you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.